It is day five of Daf Chafhei. We're holding the Gemara on Daf Chafhei on the base about 13 lines up and the narrow lines at the double dots. The Gemara moves on to the next part of the Mishnah. We said when we learned the Mishnah, Kadei Yain Kadei Shemin, jugs of wine and jugs of oil. After the Mishnah had told us the law about when and where we can believe in Amar Oretz, someone who's not particular or knowledgeable about the laws of Tumantara when it comes to Truma and Kodesh, the Mishnah then went on to say what's the law about the utensils that hold the Truma or hold the Kodesh. Now we'll come to the Mishnah's ruling in a few minutes but just as a reminder we said when we learned the Mishnah we can believe in Amar Oretz about Truma only during the pressing season the wine or olive pressing season because at that time of year we don't want the Kohanim to miss out on the huge amount of Truma that is given away and therefore we relax the rules for various other reasons at that time of year specifically that we can believe in Amar Oretz about Truma but when it comes to Kodesh, we can believe him all year round. And as we explained yesterday and several times previously, the reason for that is because there is no other option for an Amaretz to offer Kodesh other than in the temple. And if we do not allow him to offer his Kodesh, because we say we don't believe that it's ritually pure, he's going to go and create potentially a bummer, a, an individual or personal altar somewhere in Israel. And that is prohibited in the times that the Mishnah is talking about. So the Gemara says, Tana, it was taught in a Brisa, So a Brisa says that Amea Oretz cannot be trusted about the Tahara of Jugs, nor the Tahara status of Truma. So this Brisa comments about Truma, that's similar to our Mishnah, and also about the Jugs, the actual utensils that hold something. The Gemara says, what when the Brisa says jugs, what is it talking about? What are the jugs holding? Ikan kalim the kodesh. If we're talking about jugs that contain kodesh, then migo the mehemana kodesh, mehemanamiyakan kanim. Shall we not say that once we trust the Amaretz about the Tara status of the kodesh, of the actual food that's inside the jug, then we should also trust him about the jug as well. And that would be in accordance with the Mishnah statement that we learned about yesterday, that an Amaretz who separates a quarter log of Kodesh inside a barrel of Truma, we said since he's trusted about the Kodesh, he's also trusted about the Truma as well. And the same should be true about the jug in which the Kodesh is contained. If we believe him about the Tahara of the Kodesh, we must also believe him about the Tahara of the jugs. And therefore this Brisa that says we don't believe the Amaretz about the jugs cannot be talking about where the jug is holding Kodesh. If that was the case, we would believe him. Maybe then, we're talking here in the Brisa about jugs that contain truma. But then Pshita, isn't the law obvious that hashtar truma lo mehemen achan kamen mehemen? Once the Brisa has told us we don't believe the Amaretz about the, the Tara status of truma, so all the more so, wouldn't it be obvious that we can't believe him about the jug either? So the Gemara says, what is this Brisa talking about? If it's talking about Kodesh, then the jug, he, we should believe him about the jug as well. If it's talking about truma, then we don't believe him about the jug either. Ella, rather, the Gemara says, Bereikonim de Kodesh u'b'shayim o'shashona. Ovimeleim de Truma u'b'shashakitois. The Brisa, the Gemara says, is talking about two cases. Number one, it's talking about a case of Kodesh, but not a case where the jug contains Kodesh, where it used to contain Kodesh. We believe in Amar, it's about the status of Kodesh all year round. So we're talking here about jugs that contained Kodesh at some point, and now they've been emptied of that Kodesh. And any time of year, the Brisa is saying, even though we believe him about the Kodesh, we do not believe him about the empty jug. And the second case that the Brisa is talking about, where we're talking about in the time of the pressing season, where we normally believe him about the status of Truma, 
But nonetheless, even though the jug is full of truma, we don't believe him about the utensils. What's the reason? Rashi explains, because when accepting truma from an Amaretz, a Kohen is not required to accept the utensils as well. He should pour the, the truma from the utensil of the Amaretz into his own utensil. And therefore, we do not believe him about the status of the jug. So the Gemara said the Brysa, when it says we don't believe him about the jugs, is talking about two cases. Number one, an empty vessel that used to contain Kodesh any time of year. And a full vessel that still contains truma, but only and, and during the pressing season. So even though we believed him about the kodesh when it was in the jug, nonetheless now the jug is empty. We don't believe him anymore about the jug. And for the truma, even though we believe him about the truma, because it's during the pressing season, nonetheless since the kohen is not required to take the truma in a jug that belongs to the amaretz, we don't believe him about the jug, and we require the kohen to pour the the food out of the jug into his own utensils. So the Gemara questions this interpretation of the, of the Brysa on the basis of our Mishnah. And this is where we come to the case of our Mishnah that we're dealing with here at this Double Dots. Tznam, but we learned in our Mishnah, Jugs of wine and jugs of oil which are intermixed. Mudumos, they're intermixed. So we said the Amea Oretz are trusted to declare the utensils free of Tumah during the wine pressing and olive pressing seasons. That seems to be a contradiction to what we just learned in the Brysa. Because my love, Mudumos, did Tumah. Isn't the Mishnah, when it says Mudumos, that we're dealing with a mixture here, presumably we're talking about jugs which have got a mixture of Chulin, which is food that is not sanctified or, or separated for a coin at all, and truma. So these jugs have got, they're mixed in the sense they've got normal, ordinary food mixed with truma. And therefore the Mishnah is explicitly teaching us that we can believe him about the status, the ritual purity status of the jugs during the pressing season. That is exactly contradictory to how we interpreted the Brysa. In the Brysa we said, we interpreted the second way, the second case of the Brysa was jugs of truma during the pressing season. And we said, since the Kohen is not required to accept the utensils of the Amaretz, he would be required to pour out the truma from the utensils of the Amaretz into his own utensil. And we declare the utensil of the Amaretz Tommy. So which is it? Is it like the Brysa says that the utensil of the Amaretz during the pressing season, even though it contains truma, is not considered to be tar? Or is it like the Mishnah seems to imply, doesn't this Mishnah seem to imply that in exactly the same case when you've got truma and chulin mixed in a utensil belonging to an amaretz we would consider it to be pure that just like we believe him on the truma we believe him also on the utensil so Amri de Rabichia, the Yeshiva Rabichia, they said Mudumos the Kodesh. No, when the Mishnah says Mudumos, it doesn't mean truma is mixed in with chulin. If that was the case, we wouldn't believe him about the utensils, just like we said in the Brysa. What does it mean, Mudumois, mixed? It means a mixture of Kodesh and Chulin. Since the utensils contain Kodesh, so we believe the Amaretz about the Tahara status, but we do not believe him, consistent with the Brysa, we wouldn't believe him about the Tahara status of utensils that contain Truma. So the Gemara says, wait a minute, the term Dimua Hamudumois. Is it, does it work for Kodesh? Mudumois connotes the presence of Truma. Mudumois is a word that we use when we're describing something that has to have something separated from it. Kodesh doesn't have to have anything separated from it. It's been dedicated or belongs to the temple. The only way it makes sense to use the word Mudumois is if we're talking about something that needs to have Truma, for example, separated from it. But if it's just Kodesh and Chulim, that doesn't make sense. So surely, the Gemara says, from the language of the Mishnah, you see we're dealing with a mixture of Truma and Chulim, not Kodesh and Chulim. 
So Omri, the Be'er Bilai, the Yeshiva of Bilai, they answered, The Mishnah is talking about someone who prepares his Tevel in a state of Tahara. Tevel is produce that hasn't had any of the tithes separated from it yet. And he prepares his Tevel in a state of Tahara so as to take sacrificial libations from it. In other words, well, this mixture here is a mixture of Kodesh. There's some Kodesh here because he's planning to take libations from it. And... It's also, since it's Tevel, it hasn't yet had Shruma separated from it. So it's really a mixture of Chulin, red, regular ordinary food. It's also got Shruma in it because it hasn't had the tithe separated. And it's got Kodesh as well. And therefore, since a part of the content is earmarked for sacrificial use, we consider it to be Kodesh. And once you have Kodesh, we believe the Amaret also about the jugs. But the wording of the Mishnah is fair. It's Medumotus because it, the, the Shruma hasn't yet been separated. So in the final analysis, the Brysa and the Mishnah do not contradict each other. The Brysa says we do not believe in our Ma'orets about the jugs, either when we're dealing with empty jugs of Kodesh any time of year, but also when we've got full jugs of Truma during the pressing season. We don't believe in our Ma'orets in that case. The Mishnah agrees with that, but the Mishnah says if the jug contains not just Truma, in other words, Tevel, where the Truma hasn't been separated, but also it contains Kodesh, and it's during the pressing season, then since we believe him about the Kodesh, we also believe him about the jugs. But if the jug only contained Truma and Chulin, then the law would be like the Brysa said, that we don't believe him about the jugs. The Gemara continues to the final part of the Mishnah, Kodem Legito Shivim Yom, that this pressing season kind of begins 70 days prior to the wine pressing season. That the opportunity for us to believe in Amar Oretz during the pressing season extends to 70 days prior. Amar Abaye Abaye said, Shmamino, you can learn from here that Dinahu, it's the law or a principle, that it's an obligation on the sharecropper to busy himself with preparing the utensils 70 days prior to pressing. In other words, the Me'iri explains that we see from the Mishnah that this is the normal time to begin purifying vessels for the pressing season. That's why we're able to believe in our Maritz during that time, even 70 days prior. And accordingly, accordingly, any landlord can compel someone who's sharecropping his, his vineyard or his olive grove to begin preparing utensils at that time. That's what we learn from this Mishnah. We're going to hold it for today and hold it for the week. I wish you all a very good Shabbos. Shabbat Shalom to you all.